The Morning Struggle podcast is brought to you by Blue Clover Therapy, a mental health counseling practice in Salt Lake City, Utah. Visit www.bluecloverTherapy.com for more information. Blue Clover Therapy, because your mental health deserves a specialist. Welcome to the Morning Struggle Podcast, where we take habits of successful people and break them down one at a time into history, science, and action plan so you can implement them into your life and build a better you. Stay tuned. So, what are we going to quip about today? I was thinking about quipping about seeing the Meg. No. I want to see it. Isn't Jason Statham in that? I don't know who Jason Statham is. The transporter guy from Snatch. Oh, I think so. Yeah. All I all I care is that Dwight's in it. Oh, um, did, did it get good reviews? I think it actually no. got good. Re- oh no, it didn't. I don't think it did. I don't think it did. But um, I really enjoy shark movies. Yeah. And I I feel like I would like it, but except for I can never go in the ocean, which we do plan on going in the ocean soon, mm-hmm. or sooner, sometime in the year. Right. And then um, we go boating a lot, and so I feel like the Meg would be living in the lake now. Yeah, that's probably true. And then the way that they depict the Meg is um it's it's a pretty big shark. So I feel like it would just eat me and then I would not get chopped up. I would live in its tummy. It's a big shark. It's a megalodon. Mm-hmm. It's a dinosaur shark. It's a dinosaur shark and then I'd live in its tummy and I'd become its fossil. So should we talk about meditation? Uh yeah. If you was want. that was that a good quip back and forth? Yeah, that was good. I like was it. Was that enough? It was about, are you going to cut that out? <laughs> I might cut it out. <laughs> no one wants to hear about our, about our movie wants. What'd you say? Nobody wants to hear about our movie wants. They Everybody want to hear, about to hear about successful skills. Everybody wants to hear about they want my, to know. They just want, they want to sit down. They want to listen to our podcast. Podcast. Boom. They want to get habits. They want to go be successful. So pure success. No one wants to hear no about entertainment. the entertainment. No entertainment in this show. Zero. I want no entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Oh, we are talking about meditation, though. We are talking about meditation. Which is, uh, it's a specific and also wide topic. Yeah. So did you meditate this morning? No. I did. Did you really? I got three whole minutes. Whoa. I'm, I'm building up. Yeah, you are. So start with three minutes, then you maybe get to five, and then like a year in a cave without talking. Exactly. It's a big jump. I mean, yeah, you got big goals. Is it, did you meditate with a like guided med- meditation? So I was using the Headspace app before, but I'm trying to do it on my own now. Oh, it's nice. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what we're talking about today. We're doing it. A lot of successful, a lot of successful people mm-hmm. meditate. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the history of meditation. This day in history. Okay. So meditation defined as private devotion or mental exercise encompassing various techniques of concentration, contemplation, abstraction, regarded as conducive to heightened spiritual awareness and somatic calm. Ooh. That is a loaded sentence. That's a good definition, yeah. though. Yeah, I like the definition. It's essentially looking for truth. So it's quiet contemplation, mm-hmm. trying to either get mental awareness or body awareness. Mm-hmm. And like they define it as searching for truth. So searching for truth. That's that's a big statement. Yep. So uh meditatum is the Latin root oh. for meditation. I like that you bring the Latin pieces in. Bring the here. Latin pieces. And that means to ponder. 
So oh. simply meditation is pondering. So origins, mm-hmm. kind of rough on where meditation came from. I, I mean, was, I was kind of wondering where you're going to go with this because it there's a lot of this so, is a thing so that's I, happened a long time. I guess, you know, like the Homo sapien species, like hundreds of thousands of years old, did they sit and ponder? Did they look under the stars and, you know, contemplate their life and try to get clarity? Well, yes. Probably. So that's probably yes. where it started. Mm-hmm. But, but more in like what we think of it today as a spiritual path, because these, a lot of religions with mm-hmm. meditation are just a spiritual path, right? Oh, that's a good so point. We'll go with there. So the, the ancient Vedas of India, the Vedas are texts. Um, they're kind of like the, one of the, some of the first documents to arise with the foundation of meditation. That's a Hinduism. It's a Hindu document. Oh. So like 3000 BC, something like that. Okay. Uh, I want to say, uh, nomads cross the, the Hindu Kush mountains into India. Okay. Um, and about 1500 BC, they wrote these, these documents about guided meditation or meditation practices. And it was written in Sanskrit. Oh. Yeah. So, um, so it was about 1500 BC, then about 2600 years ago, about five to 600, 600 plus BC, um, you have Buddha. So oh, Siddhartha, yeah. who, and we know the, the, the foundation of Buddhism, right? Yeah. And contemplation through meditation and all that. And then um, a Japanese monk, uh, Dosho, came over to China around in the 600 BCs, you know, the, the 7th century BC. Okay. And uh, brought back some meditation te- teachings and established Zen. In 653 BC. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, so mostly we're talking about, and you know, like even like like Judaism mm-hmm. was established kind of like in the the ninth 900 BCs. What would that be like the ninth, tenth century, ninth century BC? Okay. Somewhere in there. Right. Um, even though like Moses supposedly lived in like 1400 BC. So a lot of these oh. these religions, these meditations, these teachings were developed kind of after. The actual practice began, or after the stories began, yeah, because I that's would when imagine, that's yeah. when they're written down, and that's our documentation, right? So, so like I said, these people could have been doing meditation for thousands of years before this, but it just wasn't documented. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, and then so there's some some interesting um, like poems and teachings and writings. So the Gita, okay, is probably one of the most famous. The the I'm gonna murder this or butcher this, Bhagavada, Gabavad, Bhagavad, the Bhagavad. I like it. Yeah. Anyway, we, they just called the Gita probably for that reason. Probably for the reason. The Bhagavad. <laughs> anyway, it's an epic poem describing the philosophy of yoga, meditation, and spirituality. It was written around 400 BC. It's kind oh, of one of the more famous cool. Hindu writings. Um, Which it makes sense that like they would put it in like a a poetry form yeah because it's easy to share it's yeah. nice to read yeah and, and hinduism is, isn't technically des- described as like a, a per se religion it's more of a collection of ideology and teachings oh. um from what i was reading hinduism is really interesting oh super, super interesting. interesting yeah we've got to look more into that i don't know very much about hinduism but the the one thing that's cool because you think about like meditation we think of we essentially here in the West think of meditation as like an Eastern philosophy, right? Yep. Of sitting cross-legged and doing alms and doing silent and your mm-hmm. silence and, and meditating. But to be honest with you, we found a lot of information that all five major religions practice some form of meditation. So mm-hmm. Hinduism, Buddhism, Juda- Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, they all pretty much do some sort of meditation by its definition because mm-hmm. what is prayer? 
Yeah, it's meditation. Prayer is essentially meditation. Right. Right? It's self-reflection. Um, it's contemplation for heightened spiritual mm-hmm. or even somatic, like body awareness and calm. Mm-hmm. So so prayer is essentially the same thing. Um, but as it pertains to what we think of, of uh, you know, meditation, in America and in the West, it really didn't take until like the late 1960s. Oh, no so way. It, it that went, long? Yep. It went from like the Vedas writing in India to the Buddha to Dosho Zen. Mm. And then we waited a bunch of years. Was it the hippies? For the Beatles. Oh, no way. The yeah. Beatles? And, and people are like, well, there are other, you know, meditation gurus and yes, things like I'm that that brought sure over. There, yeah. But it was the Beatles. Who, it was who, totally who the Beatles. Be? Of course it was the they, Beatles. Because they really brought the Western fad of transcendental meditation into the West. Well, into and Europe into and homes, into like like everybody's like right. modern pieces. Right. Yeah. So when the Beatles went from like their teeny bop band to like their really Eastern philosophy kind of eccentric band, mm-hmm. they brought that meditation piece with them and it really made it a mainstay in America. Oh, that is. So we can thank the Beatles. We can thank the Beatles. Thank you, Beatles. For our meditation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's all I've got in the history. Oh, that's fantastic. Science. Woo-hoo. Tell us about the science. Science. So, um, meditating is really interesting, and there's about a billion research studies on it. Um, I read 16 different research studies to confirm these findings. Oh, I just read one one thing. I read 16. Okay. Um, and just for these very specific facts, because I wanted to make sure that we were getting the brain chemistry right. Okay. Um, because th- there's things, there's more fringe research that talks about different elements. But this seems to be like everybody knows this. If you're researching meditation, um, you this is just hard fact at this point. So with MRI scans... In a typical eight-week course, and every eight-week course or six-week course, because it kind of varied in that, uh, varied in the amount of time people were actually meditating, if there was yoga paired with meditation, things like that. But what happens is the brain's fight-flight-free center, which is the amygdala, starts to shrink. The meditation makes that shrink. Oh, you're... you're, you're yeah, yeah, okay. The your amygdala, yeah. Freeze response. Yeah, so so that reactive part of our body that tells us to start fighting, where we're not thinking, we're reacting. It's a very primal way of reacting to threat, um, starts to shrink a little bit. So as that amygdala shrinks, the prefrontal cortex starts to get bigger. And the prefrontal cortex is all of those brain functions that we really like to see in everybody. Cognitive functioning. It's, yeah, it's cognitive functioning, awareness, concentration, decision-making, all of those things that we're yelling at our kids about and all of the ADHD and the ADD that's happening is that prefrontal cortex. So meditation turns us into a, from a primate to sophisticated debutante. Yep, with Beatles hair. With Beatles hair. Um, no, but, but in all seriousness, that, that amygdala, and then slowly what happens is that amygdala... Because it has it has its little the brain is extremely complicated. So for this is a very simplified version of this because there's other parts that are affected, but the amygdala has its little fingers in lots of different parts of the brain, and those connections start to dwindle down to just the things that you absolutely need if you're being chased by a bear. Okay, so which it's, is, it filters out all the junk we don't need. Right, which 
like think about rumination and all of these social contexts that we that amygdala is always firing where those things start to slow down where if if I'm being chased by a bear I don't need to ruminate on the situation after I just need to get away from the bear and then move on with my life so all of those connections start to to dwindle the prefrontal cortex then starts to take on and really put its fingers out and feelers into different parts of the brain making the brain just thicker and healthier in general okay which is amazing that you're changing your brain yeah, first you, off you change your brain brain um chemistry it's cr- that's insane. yeah just the actual like properties of your brain and so in real life what this equates to is our primal responses to stress seem to to kind of subside into more thoughtful responses okay so so the bear situation will be all amygdala you're going to go for the amygdala and you don't lose that you don't like meditate and then all of a sudden a bear comes along. You're like, oh, let's pet the bear. Yeah. It's, okay. it's, yeah. And it's, and you should not lose that function. I mean, that's what has kept us alive for. But that amygdala probably gets too big and too fired when you're like, oh, my social media didn't get any likes. Yeah. And you go into that, I'm getting eaten alive kind of, kind of phase. Yes. And then, and then you sit there and go like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Am I supposed to do this? Should I make a picture of this? Should I do this or that? And it turns into a much bigger situation and that amygdala starts firing so often that it gets really good at it. We're okay. giving it exercise. So by get, doing meditation, we are reducing that exercise of the amygdala and increasing the exercise of the prefrontal cortex. So like for kids who are ADHD attention problems, meditation is choice. And having them sit back and like have those quiet moments, super important. So um, I, I was trying to find the exact amount that gives you the most... Um, increase like time frame wise like yeah. how much meditation yeah how much you actually have to do for the most gain and um it's really hard to find um just to say it out loud the, the university of pittsburgh talks about that the scale of changes within um within the changes of the prefrontal cortex and the amygdala is a is a a pretty um linear? upscale yeah it's linear that's the word i was looking for um linear until seven thousand hours of meditation okay Okay. Now, like 7,000 hours total? Total. Okay. So, so once you be, hit 7,000 hours, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You, you don't have to meditate good. ever again. Oh, my goodness. That's not how that works. Okay. Um, but the master meditators, um, to find what an actual master meditator is, uh, varies quite a bit unless you're like talking like to certify, it's this. So, um, seven to 10,000 hours is kind of where research dwells. And then 40,000 seems to be kind of everywhere else in the world. Okay. Um, so to become this master at this. and Which falls into line with most skills, the 10,000 hours to master something. Yeah, and I think that's maybe why that got popular. It's because right. it's like 10,000 hours. It's a nice round number. Um, I don't know of anybody necessarily who would keep it track of it unless they're doing it for like a certification or something. Right. Um, but another interesting thing is uh, the blood is different as well. And you're, folks, you're, you change your blood? The, the, so all of the markers... Like for cortisol, stress responses, oh, inflammatory, um, it reduces all those biomarkers. Right. Well, because you're essentially, like you said, you're shrinking your amygdala. You are reducing your stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. which is going to release less cortisol and adrenal hormones in your in your bloodstream. Okay. Yeah, right. Makes and sense. And so obviously that would calculate into how your muscle masses are reacting. You don't have those cortisol levels, you're not retaining as much fat, so on and so forth. So it has kind of a chain effect in that way. So 15 to 30 minutes at first 
will give you the most gain with a minimal amount of time. Oh, I'm only at three minutes. You got, baby, you got a while. Okay. Three to 15. 15 like, minutes. 15 to 15 20 minutes. 15 to 30. Oh, to 30. Okay. Up to 30. Um, which you got to think, like, if you go to a yoga class, there's usually... That's usually an hour. Well, and yeah, and then it kind of, you go into like, well, are you being present the whole time during yoga? Okay. Are you worried about other p- folks and right. everything? But, and, and that's kind of where everybody's a little different and how much you're actually in that zone. I, I think the big thing, at least when I talk to clients about it, that they're like, well, I can't sit for 15 minutes with my thoughts. I, right. I, I just sit there and think and I get so anxious that I have a panic attack. Right. And so I think that um, where, yes, we might think of meditation as sitting cross-legged under a tree. It doesn't have to be that. And we're trying to baby step. So like you start off with headspace, which is guided meditations, yeah. right? And now you're moving into doing it all by yourself. Right. And But we're only at three minutes. So the big thing is, is just paying attention that everybody's a little different. So maybe maybe just keep working up. Maybe next week I do five and then I do 10. And yeah. before long, it's, I'm, hours. I'm able to do hours of meditation. Yep. Transcend my body to different planes. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. And then, so um, let's see, Lutz, Slagter, Dune, and Davidson did this really neat study that they found that meditation's good. Sitting down and, and doing that for a certain amount of time is good. But uh, they found uh, that it's more important to have little mindful moments throughout the day. So meditation, meditation and mindfulness are essentially same. Like if we're just we're going for a walk and we're mindful of our surroundings and our body, how our body feels and all that. Is that similar to meditation? Yeah, I would say. Well, and, and that's just it. I, I, I don't think that we need to put it in a box. Okay. But I think that if you take time to go on a walk and really pay attention to your surroundings and how your feet feel, and then like feeling connected with the earth, let's say, or God. I or... guess so like yoga, yoga is a movement, physical yep. meditation practice. So, okay. All yeah, right. so, so meditation can, can take on many forms. Yeah. So not only is it important to take maybe those types, and we talked about in journaling about taking time for reflection. I mean, you could have that be your time where you sit there and reflect, and that could be your big chunk of meditation time. Whereas... You want day-to-day moments of just being completely present. Okay, I'll be completely present. Do it. Okay, done. Was that was that sixteen studies worth? Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of them. I was just trying to confirm results. Cool. So, okay, so that's the science. That's of the meditation. Science. Yep, so and it it can change your brain. It it turn does turn you into a superhero. It does change your brain. Okay, all right. So we have coffee. I got a surprise for you. I drank pots and pots and pots and pots of strong black coffee Trying to keep my sleepy soul awake But the sleepiness still comes along And when it does, it's fast and strong I end up with a bad case of the shakes So this is what we're going to do this morning. We're going to rate our coffee and then I'm going to, because you made the coffee this morning. I did. Right? You ground the beans, you boiled the water, you put it in the French press. Uh-oh. Is there something I need to know? Nope. We're going to grade this or rate this, and then I'm going to tell you what kind of coffee it is. So. Okay. Blind grade. Flavor. Three. Two and a half. It's not great. It's, it's bitter. It's a little bitter. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and I didn't do the filtered water, so I feel like that might have been an element. But it was the whole bean, yeah. Which seems like if you if you already have the the ground, right. It, you, you're more likely to get the bitter. Yeah, because it but... oxidizes. Yeah. So, okay. So, we're going to do two and a half to three. Not great. Price, not amazing. It was like $7.50 for a 12 ounce. Not even a pound bag, but like the littler bag. So, okay. like a little cheaper than like a Starbucks coffee. More expensive than like a cheap, cheap wide awake or a Dunkin' Donut coffee. Fair. But like kind of in the middle. So, not great. It's like a three. Okay. All right. Packaging. Yeah. Yeah. They try to go for this like Wild West thing, right? Wild West like, and it's like black, which is kind of cool. Yeah, so if yeah. I was if I was a bachelor, like I'd be retro like, kind of yeah. it looks like a retro feel, like a American American retro western feel. From yeah. like the eighteen hundreds. I get there. No guns right. on there. Sorry. And I have no idea I feel bad, but I did not look up the charitable contributions and the coffee growing stuff. I have no idea about this company. And it is a giant company. Okay. So the the coffee was eighteen fifty coffee, right? Yeah, 1850, which 18... would make sense why they went with the retro. Guess who makes the 1850 coffee? Am I guessing Starbucks because every Starbucks owns everything? It's a Folgers company. Oh, no way. Yeah, so this is Folgers. Oh. This is essentially Folgers, but they're like deluxe, you know, coffee bean. Fancy. Yeah, they're fancy coffee bean. They're fresh coffee bean. I wanted to really like it because I saw it in the store and I was like, oh my gosh, this is just a new coffee. I'm like, it's Folgers. Maybe they've got some secret kind of thing they're going for mm. I, I don't like Folgers instant oh um, no I'm not an instant's a, pretty rough yeah it's an instant's rough with whoever you get yeah and this is not a lot better I hate to say it yeah um, it'll do in a pinch right? yeah and it it it's you can drink it but it definitely has kind of a a bitterness and, and not a not a smooth uh flavor it definitely doesn't have that like rich creaminess to it that a lot of good coffees do so yeah it's just kind of there it's something you'd expect when you were in like an office building and it's in the pot on the, the thing yeah the... and possibly it's been burned a little bit yeah you know yeah like not, you're not like great. yeah like i could drink this but me but that's kind of it so uh we gave it i don't know what we give it well a c plus oh my gosh if you come up with some other way for me to do a graphic i i just don't know we're going to give it a C plus. <laughs> All right. So that's the Folgers yeah. review. Yeah. All right. All right. So let's go back to meditation. Oh, yes. So let's tell people how to meditate for more than three minutes, apparently, so they can essentially change their brain to become super smart. Let's hope you make the most of it, my boy. Okay, so the first thing I want everyone to remember here, including you, I'm, I'm making eye contact with you right now. Mm-hmm. Be kind to yourself. What if I'm not very good at this and I need like the, the I need to get whipped by the switch a little bit? Oh my gosh. Uh, not in meditation, you don't. That's like the opposite. I'm going to be really intense and I'm going to do it perfectly every single time. Good. Okay, I like that. I like that. And make sure you don't think during it. Make that's sure your thoughts are... Yeah, that's what the headspace guy said. He said, I'm doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. Yeah, I'm too, um, too perfectionist. All right. Okay, yeah. Sorry, so, so be kind to yourself because meditation is a skill. And oh. you got to think that our brain... And think of your brain as a muscle. And that and if you're creating a new skill within a muscle, it takes a second. That makes a lot of sense. I like mm-hmm. that. Like I would never get... Like start to juggle with never juggling and be like, oh man, I can't juggle six chainsaws. I'm out. What, what, what's going on? Yeah. Like you start with throwing one ball up and down and you're like, oh, I am pretty terrible at this. 
Yep. But it's a skill, so you develop it over time. Yep, you move it up. And that's why your three minutes is perfectly fantastic. Because you're juggling one ball in the air. Right. Or maybe two, maybe you're going or maybe, for it. Maybe I'm just imagining balls in the air. I'm yeah. just not even throwing, but I'm but I'm there. You're there. I got you're my, in the head my clown shoes right on. There. Okay. Well, and you have all your arms. I feel like if you go from from not juggling to throwing chainsaws, I feel like someone's losing at least a hand. That's true. If not a full arm. Okay. So we need to realize that juggling is a skill. How do we teach people to juggle? <laughs> wait, do we... Oh, wait. We we're off track. On, we we're off, off track. On. So meditation okay. is the same. Meditation is the same as juggling okay. is what I'm trying to get at. Um, take quiet time each day to sit with your thoughts. And that might be the first spot. So um, so I don't know if... I mean, I would assume you guys know I'm a therapist because I'm Jesse the therapist on the show. But... Um, but between each session that I have, I take a moment to reset. Okay, just a couple minutes. Just, a, just well, sometimes it's just a minute, or it's my walk down the hallway, or like sitting on my couch for a second and going, "Whew, that was rough." Um, but taking just a moment to go, "I'm okay. You're okay. We're okay. We can start fresh." And so that's taking a moment with your thoughts. You're not necessarily trying to achieve something, or you're not timing yourself or whatever. You're just taking a moment to like let the ash settle for a second okay okay um now again 15 to 30 minutes you get the most gain depending on the person and that's up to seven thousand hours i would not recommend uh charting how many hours you've done it right. um, because it's not important um and it, and if you start getting into a numbers game i mean you're like i'm gonna power out two hours today but you're just like sitting there Kind of goes away from the mindfulness. Yeah, it kind of takes away unless you're like going to become a yoga teacher or something very specific in that. Uh, Don't worry about charting hours and then take many moments or meditation thoughts or prayer throughout the day. So, so folks, let's say, um, like, let's say you're Catholic and you take moments um, every time a ambulance goes by or a helicopter goes by, uh, you take a moment to say a little prayer. Let's say that is a mindful moment. Okay. Okay. So, so you're doing that when I'm sitting in my office trying to like decompress before the next session, that is a mindful moment. So maybe I could take my three minutes of meditation in the morning and do three in the morning five times. I get my 15 minutes. Yeah. And, and does that count or do I need to do 15 I, you minutes know what? The, it didn't clarify. Oh, I didn't clarify if it was like, That's okay. in a, so I just, I just take more time. You just be, take more time. And, and you need to think of this as just a mindset that you have. Like, and it's practice. Yeah. And, and again, it's a skill. You have to work really hard to get good at it. Okay? You got to do more than just a little bit or once in a while. You just got to yeah. do it all the time. Do it all the time. Have that mindset. Like I tend to be kind of an anxious individual in general. Like I want to get a million things done. And so for the a very long time, my mindset was, oh my gosh, get it done. You're not good enough. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Now we're okay. And um, I, I'm significantly less... Uh, what's the word? Um, productive in that case, because I'm just panicking, getting to the next thing. My amygdala is firing, firing like crazy, but I have been trying to have this mantra of calm and purposeful. So I am significantly more productive when I am calm. I can, I can think extremely clearly. I can, I can take those moments to, to decompress if I get too heightened and then purposeful. I need to know exactly what I'm doing. And, and in that, a little mantra of some kind can be meditation. Yeah. And see, I have that every time I get kind of amped up at the fire station, like let's say we get a big fire scene or something like that, mm-hmm. or I, I go to put on my, my bunker gear and I've got a, 
uh, a, um, a suspender that's kind of under my boot or something. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm kind of floundering. Mm-hmm. I, I, I stop and I go slow as smooth and smooth as fast. And things just kind of fall into place. Right. And you're so taking that moment little, to be like... mantra. I take a Ooh. moment to calm down, yeah. take a breath and regroup and go. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing is like um, on the ambulance, uh, before I would open my door and because I'd usually put my gloves on as we're going, um, I would take a nice deep breath and let it go before I got out. Like, this is not your emergency. That was my mantra. This is not your emergency. Because like, like you, you step into a scene and everybody's like, help us, firemen. My cat's in there or, you know, he's dying. He is dead. Right. That kind of thing. And so it turns into this big panic. But if you panic, you're not going to be very effective. Right. And so taking that deep breath. And it's funny because sometimes if I'm anxious and I get out of the car, I still do that. You still do that I just for that. random day-to-day it stuff. It just does it. And and because that is a skill that I developed in my head and now it's just automatic. For those of you who don't know, Jesse started on the ambulance. That's how we met. That's how we met. She Aww. was an EMT intermediate. Mm-hmm extraordinaire yep and you were a a firefighter on the truck just a young jerk a young strapping boot so hey so okay sorry you're very handsome oh i appreciate you're very pretty but no one wants to hear that stuff but but in all actuality take take mindful moments yeah mindful moments and know that after a while you're gonna your body's gonna just kick into it automatically and be like oh Yes, this is what we do. We take a deep breath before we get out of the car because it's not your emergency. Okay. Right? So, um, I mean, that's basically it. I want you to do it every single day. And um, especially because we we do these in in week blocks. um, Trying to take a time where you actually do either a sit down. Now, I have a hard time saying everybody sit down and don't have anything around you. And, you know, just sit in silence because a lot of people can't do that, especially the way that our... Especially if you already have anxiety or something like that, forget it. And we're bombarded with stimulus all the time. Right. And so if you have music, let's say, that really calms you or makes you you, uh, happy, um, I recommend putting that on. Prayer is one of those things where maybe you're verbally talking. If you are listening to something that has words, this is something to note, like... Um, it's a guided meditation or um, music with someone singing. Um, or a podcast. Or a podcast. Um, your The parts of your brain that process speech also light up. So um, I couldn't find anything. So you can't like self-talk. It's really hard to self-talk during that time you're talking? No, it's it's actually not. Oh. It's it's No, it it's just stimulates that part of the brain. Oh, okay. So, so it's not bad. Um, and I couldn't find any studies saying it was good, bad, or otherwise. I also, yeah, and I also couldn't find any studies that said that that would also make your um, ling- linguistics right. any better or worse. Okay. So, um, but that's what I would recommend starting off with. Like, if you have never done it, some kind of guided meditation. Yeah, guided something or music or something. Also, yoga is a nice thing because it you're was moving. Yeah, it's right after like you're you're moving a lot. You're trying to be present, and I have to say like. If I go back to yoga after a while of not doing yoga, I am not mindful. Right. I'm just trying to get through it. My muscles it's too ache. Painful, right? Yeah, I'm just trying to get through it. But then at the end, when you're laying there and you're That's having those moments, mindful. yeah. And okay. so just take what you can. Try to increase it as you go along, and even come up with rituals like every time you get out of the car, you take a deep breath, or every time you start panicking when you put your bunker pants on. Right. Are they called bunker pants? Yeah. Yeah, bunker pants. Good. When you start putting them on, come up with a mantra of some kind. Something. That is kind of a regular thing that like you hit that stimulus and you're like, oh, this is what I do. This is how I calm down. Right. And for those of you wanting to do actually do like cross-legged meditation, 
chakra alignment stuff. Mm-hmm. I noticed for me, because my brain fires all the time. Yeah. It's all the time I can't stop it. And so I allow that. Like when I meditate, I'll, I'll start doing my breathing. And then next thing you know, I'm thinking about my what I need to get done for the day and the week and the month and my retirement plans and money and all, sort, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. And then I just say, well, you know what? Fine brain, you're, take over, go crazy and fire away. And I let my brain just do as many thoughts as I can. I kind of visualize my brain just doing thousands of snapshots of the stuff I want to think about. Oh, just over and over and over again, like it's bombarded like a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And then usually I let that happen for as long as it needs to. Mm-hmm. But it's usually only, I want to say a minute, but it's probably only like 20 seconds. And then all of a sudden right. my brain's like, no, I'm done. Like that's way too much, way too much thinking for me. And then I just kind of revisualize like my, my happy place or my focus on my breath again. And I usually am right back. Oh, so I, I get, love that. I think that's when they say like, let a thought go through you. That always, that never worked for me. Yeah. It's like, let your thoughts take over. It's like a, a, a dog that fraps, yeah. or like a little child that's so excited, you can't contain their energy. Like, like if, go you, crazy. if you like hold that thing down, that dog or that kid down, mm-hmm. they're going to explode. Yeah. You just let them run around as fast as they possibly can. And then all of a sudden they lay down in the snow and they're like, oh, I'm done. Oh, I love that. Right? I, so. when I'm, when I'm teaching kids, um, mindfulness or mindfulness moments, I, I, um, have them visualize a train go by and then each box car is their thought. That's a lot slower than your like shotgun firing. But like instead of being a part of it, instead of trying to restrict it, because a train is not something you can stop like right. as a person. So you just watch the thoughts cruise on by and nice. then you're and then you're done. And then eventually the train, you know, will pass and then you can Oh, but I like that. I like that you just let the cuz I I feel that like a lot of times we tell ourselves we can't be thinking about something. Right. And so we and sit there. And then you forget that. That does not work. Oh, of for course. Me. It's like yeah. don't think about a white polar bear. Of course, right. we don't think about a white polar bear. Right. So, um, I, I I like that because it's not trying to stuff it. It's just accepting what is happening. But to be honest with you, if you're really going to get into meditation, you probably need to find a, a mentor, and that could be an online like yeah. online app or a guided meditation. But mm-hmm. you're essentially, if it's a skill, it's really hard to learn how to juggle if you have no idea how to juggle and you don't look up juggling videos on youtube or find a juggling teacher yeah right very true so meditation would be no different if it's a skill mm-hmm. so you probably need to find a, a teacher yeah if you really want to get into it whether that's in person or online or whatever it is but you probably need to find a person yep. so meditation this week right meditation this week we're going to try to get 15 to 30 minutes a day if possible like of just sitting uh, we're also going to make sure that we're trying to get these little mindful moments as we go along. The five senses, like paying attention to your five senses, um, can be helpful because then, um, yeah, you can kind of like, oh, I feel like this. I smell this. Right. Um, and then being kind to yourself about it and knowing that it's a skill and that your brain is literally changing. Your brain is literally changing. So give it a little bit of time to figure it out. And uh, yeah, I think... It's a good. It's a good thing. Okay, so go out, start meditating, and being mindful of of little moments. Listen to the Beatles, probably. Yeah, you have to. I mean, I feel like we should. Yeah. Yeah. Listen to the Beatles more. Okay, and go out and build a better you. Thank you.